Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Dude Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along as we're going to randomly get another chart given to us by the uh the random pop blob it will spew out a chart we're going to look at it um maybe it'll take one episode maybe it'll take us four episodes it all depends on the quality of the chart and here we go the pop blob is giving us oh we've got to say the thing first haven't we uh random blob do, do your, your job, job. tell no. us how to use our gobs use our gobs something like that yeah yeah right, here we go Twentieth of May, nineteen ninety-eight. Do you have that chart in front of you now, Sam? Uh, I do. Uh, I've had a little skim down it. Initial thoughts are: it's mainly dog shit. It's mainly dog shit. But we'll do our top forty countdown, shall we? And then we'll see what's in there. Afterwards. Oh, hang on. I've, there's a glitch in the system. There's a glitch in the system. Do you not have the chart in front of you? This is the fucking album chart it's giving me. This is well, there's bullshit. An albums, there's an albums tab and there's a singles tab. I know, tab. and I'm trying to click the single, but all it will do is give me the bloody albums. I will go back to the main main official charts page then. Start there. UK official archive. charts. This is officialcharts.com, which has got all the charts from forever on it. And if you're a kind of a fucking um, early retentive music freak like I am, you could spend hours perusing old charts and looking at the the uh, the journey that certain songs went on up and down the charts. Uh, yeah, you got it and I can tell you that if you go on the homepage today, today mm-hmm. we're recording this on the 18th September, their headline when you arrive on the homepage is Steps. Uh, on their new unashamedly pop new album okay. and the new publicity shoot that steps have done let me tell you mm-hmm. if anything the three beautiful ladies of steps <laughs> have only like fine wines improved with age are you going to use the word milf here no not well, going to use that because that I don't know I, well look, fe- they are really hot all three fe- of them fear Torza uh, who's on the right of that picture? I'm looking at it now, and you are right. You are right. Yeah, she's on the right of the picture. She's local to me. 
She lives in Sunderland now. She's married to a Sunderland businessman. But, but she's not oh, a Sunderland businessman. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Which is what I regard myself as. So anyway, yes. That's the kind of level I'm looking at for wife I've read, two. when you've been, when, when from time to time, when from time to time your name pops up in the national media press, <laughs> which yeah. it does sometimes, so I've noticed... It. You're often described as Sunderland businessman Andy Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, entrepreneur. <laughs> That's exactly uh, what I am. I think Claire from Steps is the hottest. I don't yes. know how Claire, we've got into this conversation, Claire but in is this my photo, as well. I, I declare that. her the hottest. She's very shapely. She um, okay. Um, what archive? When when were steps not unashamedly pop? By the way, I don't remember the prog yeah, rock album sorry. they brought out. We, we've just no no more jazz for us. Declare <laughs> no steps. more free jazz. This is the like zap, when the frag this zapper is, influences are out the window. This is like when pop. Dylan went electric. Yeah. It's like no one can believe it. Their real hardcore fans are going to be furious. I think that they've gone <laughs> pop instead because I liked the jazz funk that stuff they did with Herbie Hancock. Yeah, definitely. Right, anyway, let's do this top 40 rundown. Have you got it there? Every time I put in 7th, 10th of May 1998, it comes up 17th of May 1998. Yeah, it does, because that was the date that chart came out. But on the 20th, okay. this was what right. the chart was. Let's go. Okay. Uh, down six at number 40, it's Billy Myers, Kiss the Rain. <laughs> Come on, fucking hell. Down from 18 to 39. Kelly, watch the stars. You're supposed to say how many numbers it's gone down, not... I couldn't do the math. Work it out. Down 11 to 39. It's down 21, Sam. Down 21 to 39. (sighs) Kelly, watch the stars implore air. (laughs) New in at 38, MJ Cole, sincere. I know what a BJ is, but what's an MJ? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> down from 29 to 37 it's push it I see you've garbage given up, I see you've given up on the maths there Sam in at 36 it's good vanilla true to us those miserablists from Bristol massive <laughs> attack with teardrop at 35 down 15 to 34 Hinder Hicks you think you own me At 33, it's a new entry for Pure Essence with this feeling. And what a Down. feeling it is to go straight in at number 33. <laughs> Down 4 at 32, it's Jungle Brothers with Jungle Brother. My brother went to the jungle once. Did he come back? Got, he got bitten by a psychedelic frog. <laughs> Never been the same since. At uh, 31. Now. Down from 26, All My Love from Queen Pen featuring... That man, Eric Williams. Oh, Eric Williams. In at 30, it's Pearl Jam with Wishlist. Down four places at 29, it's If by the Blue Tones. Down eight to 28, Buster Rhymes. Turn it up, slash, fire it up. You enter at 27. But you enter at 27 for audience with A Pessimist is Never Disappointed. What a crap name for a song, mate. A bit deep for me. In at 26, (laughs) Black and White Army with Black and White Army. That's That's more like it. That's more like it, yeah. Yeah. At 25, you in. Let's ride, says Montel Jordan. Count me in, Montel. Where are we going? I don't care. Adam Garcia's got night fever, but he's down 9 to 24 with it. Down 11 to 23. All My Life by KCI and JoJo. 
What a now pair. Eight, a 22. It's those guys' boy zone. All that I need. At 21, it's the Welsh minstrels Catatonia with Road Rage. Something that I, I try to avoid, especially after the uh, legal difficulties I got into after an incident on the A40 some years ago. <laughs> Can I just say, there's uh, more going down in this chart than there is in a celebrity sex party. Uh, <laughs> down three at 20, it's Celine Dion with My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> just what I told my ex-wife when she walked out on me. And it has gone on. Not necessarily its love for members of the opposite sex, but that will eventually come, I'm sure. But I've rediscovered my love and passion for other things, such as motorsport. Yeah, get on with the chart, mate. Yeah. Uh, deeper love with rough drivers. No, sorry, rough drivers with deeper love. That's new at 19. In at 18, it's Shed 7 with the heroes. I'll tell you who aren't heroes. Shed 7. They're shit. <laughs> Down four places at 17. It's like that. Run DMC versus Jason Nevins. Wonder who won that one. Uh, down nine at 16. It's simply red. Say you love me. Say you love me. Say it. Something you said to your wife before she left. Yeah, she wouldn't say it and now she's gone. And that's fine. <laughs> at 15, up from 32. Where are you? Asks Imani. Where indeed. Uh, down three at 14, it's Savage Garden with Truly, Madly, Deeply. New in at 13, Kung Fu Fighting by Bustop featuring Carl Douglas. Down four at 12, it's that Gal Madonna with Ray of Light. At 11, up one place, Leanne Rhymes, How Do I Live? That doesn't rhyme, Leanne. <laughs> down four at 10, it's The Cause with Dreams, three beautiful gals in a fucking nutcase. <laughs> but I've got to say, mate, uh, one of the gals is particularly beautiful. Uh, I mean, several tiers above the other two. Yep. But very often times when you envisage them, you envisage all three of them as the main one. But yep. no, the other two aren't quite as beautiful. Get on with the anyway, chart, mate. <laughs> you're in at nine. It's Arsenal FC with hot stuff. <laughs> Up to an eight. Mavericks are dancing the night away. At seven, it's Steps. It's Steps. The jazz funk quintet <laughs> with Last Thing on My Mind. Which one's your favourite, mate? Quincy Jones. <laughs> Although, technically, he's their producer. Down to a six, Cleopatra. Life ain't easy. Coming at ya. You end up five, Stranded by Lutricia McNeil. Down one of four, Wycliffe Jean. Gone till November. At number three, it was last week's number one, Turn Back Time by Aqua. Up three at number two, it's Tampera featuring Maya and Feel It. And this week's not, not, not number one, Under the Bridge slash Lady Marmalade by these All Saints. <laughs> there we are, our chart rundown, which is unashamedly descended into just smashy and nicey rip-off, hasn't it? I've seen All Saints live twice. Not Have once, you really? Twice. Once at the V2000 um, festival, mm. which I went to and had a good time, actually. I didn't mm -hmm. stay. I just went there to the one in Chelmsford there and back in the day. Good laugh. They were probably the best act I saw. Best way to do a festival, that, isn't it? There and back in yeah, the same day. Don't fuck around. At the end of the day, when everyone's really pissed and annoying. How annoying it is mm -hmm. when people, when it gets to stage, you know, when people are really pissed. But at least you think, well, I can just fuck off if I want. Imagine yeah. a scenario where you've paid to be trapped in a field with those people. I know. 
I know. Makes I've, no sense. I've, I've took my kids to two outdoor music things in the past couple of years. One was Madness and the other one was Sam Fender recently. Uh, and yeah. both times I made sure that as soon as the last note was played, we were out of that fucking place. Come into on, the, that's Into gone. the car park, fucking back home in half an hour. The best thing, sometimes one of the best things about going out is going home. Yeah. Yeah, I feel great. <laughs> It's another. It's also reason why I never go to parties staged on a boat. Ah, no escape, captive audience. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it is awful. You can be stuck on a fucking boat, bored mm. out of your fucking senses, with awful people. There could have been a fight, and then what are you mm. supposed to do if the atmosphere's soured and you've all had a fight? Well, yeah. jump over and fucking swim across. Take your chances swimming across the Thames. Oh, so. oh. Or in your case, the weir. My this, thanks. This is why cruises put me off because if you, you go on a cruise, right? You might end up accidentally being fucking roped in with someone who's a complete cunt who decides mm. they want to be your friend. Then you're going to spend the next two weeks trying to avoid them, aren't you? The only good thing about it, though, is that as I said, I've never been on a cruise, but I know some people who have. Is that the boats are big enough for you to hide? Like I'd hide in one of those funnels. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the funnels would be full. Full oh, of other hiding people. Everyone, everyone has the same idea, don't they? There should well, be a I'd hiding make section. Go on a, a cruise ship. When I was booking, I'd say, "And how many funnels are there, roughly, yeah. on this boat? In case I need to do any hiding." No, don't, don't worry about that, sir. This is a VIP cruise, and we've got, actually got a hiding deck for oh, anyone good. that feels as though they need to hide from anyone else at any time. Yeah, completely I'll anonymous. We need to do some hiding. You get to wear a um, little face mask, like on Eyes Wide Shut. I. I love All Saints. I saw them that time years ago. And then just about two, three years ago, I saw them at Kew Gardens, which is the lovely botanical mm. gardens not far from where I live. Oh, right, which, yeah. if you're ever in Kew, say, for instance, you're visiting the National Archive which to I see an exhibition do, yes. of the Cold War, right? Make sure you take a little trip while you're there to, um, to Kew Gardens because it is a beautiful place. Is it free? We- no, it's not free. Fuck that. I can't remember how much it's going on the day. I was there last week, but I got in on my mate's membership. He had a free guest pass. Oh, nice. Right. Okay. But I'm thinking of joining because right. it's nearby and it's so gorgeous. No anyway, they so do, calm, is it? They do. It's so calm. And there are so yeah. many beautiful flowers. And you, there's, there's most spots in it you can't see any road or hear any traffic. So you mm. just feel like you could be anywhere. Yeah. And there's greenhouses huge ones with exotic plants in that you would not see elsewhere in this country um including big fucking venus fly, fly traps and shit like that although cool. you, obviously you can see venus fly, fly traps elsewhere i just mentioned that because it's a good plant because it's violent it's the only violent plant out there isn't it and it's nice they're all gathered together in one place apart from the triffid that's the most violent of yeah. all of them isn't it those cunts yeah yeah, my son wants um, a Venus flytrap, and I've just told him no. I can't well, do with it in the house. Well, it's, they're evil. Well, they oh, yeah, can, of course. Well, are. are you worried that it might turn on you? Well, yeah, of course. Like, dear, or the get Triffids. the dog. Might yeah. go for the dog first. If it, it grows do, big yeah. enough, I'd, I'd sit and watch. It'll be like ah, was... ah, fucking that's it. While you're watering it or giving it its baby bio to help it grow, that's it. Baby Feed bell. me up. Feed <laughs> me up, dickhead. Soon I'll be strong enough to eat that fucking dog you got running around the place. <laughs> You'll wake up and he'll be gone. Once I've had all the flies, I'm moving on to that dog. 
<laughs> they call it actually works to my fucking benefit that I'm called the Venus flytrap because the silly cunt humans who call me that think that I'm only a threat to flies. But the truth is, I will eat any cunt that comes within chomping distance of me. And I can fit in my plant jaws. And that dog, that'll fit in a fucking treat. I'll live off that for a month. Slowly digesting it. It'll slowly digest, that's right. Like when a snake eats a goat. (laughs) But back to the chart. Yeah, Yeah, so I saw them at Kew Gardens because I took my daughter. It was the first gig she'd ever been to. She must have been 10. Fucking great. Sophie Ellis Baxter did yeah. the support, and afterwards she came down into the crowd and was just hanging around with the crowd and right. gave my daughter a really nice. She went over to us for a autograph. She was really nice to her. She gave her a really nice thing. She still got it on her wall. And then the All Saints came on and they were fucking blinding, mate. Really? I never took to All Saints, you know. I was never a massive fan. Um, and then when they did Under the Bridge that just put me off even more because it's a Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers song and I yeah. categorically have stated in the past and I still state to this day that Red Hot I Chili know. Peppers are the worst group that has ever existed worse than Queen worse than Queen the Red Hot Chili Peppers are just fucking intolerable uh, worse than Savage Garden who worse, are also worse in this chart honestly worse than everything they started off in about 86, 87 fucking walking around with fucking socks on the end of their cocks yeah, because they thought that would be funny, and it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> got worse. It it's kind of got worse from then onwards, I think. Um, what about that one that goes can't stop addicted to the shindig? No, it's awful. I hear a lot of people. I hear a lot of people slag them off, and people really re- respond quite violently to them. If you don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, there's a good chance you will despise them like you do. And yeah. I've always wondered, that, you know, I don't feel particularly strongly one way or the other. There is a couple of their songs that I quite like, mm. but I've always wondered, why is it that people hate them so much? I think it's and just because people with ears and musical taste realise that they're abominable. <laughs> some people say that all of their songs sound exactly the same. Mm, probably. I don't know. I've not, I've not heard enough of not listened to them hard enough. Anyway, let's put that to one side. Hang on, there was a great quote by Nick Cave once, um, and he said, I've just got it on the screen here, he said, I'm forever near a stereo scene, what the fuck is this garbage? And the answer is always, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) Well, All Saints are, this is not their best number one, because it's a cover version of two songs, one that you hate, the other one's a really good song. Everyone loves Lady Marmalade, surely. Mm. But they don't need to do that. Because old Shazne, who I believe wrote all the songs, mm-hmm. she could write a fucking great tune. And she did. And so, it's a, you know, they got they used cover versions in this instance. But I well, love the All Saints. I love everything about them. I love the, their music, the way they sang. I love the way they dressed. I was a big fan of theirs. I still am, actually. Well, I loved I loved Pure Shores. Pure Shores is great. Yeah, it's a great song, um, Oh, there's never loads ever. of songs of theirs I never, love. Never even, ever's brilliant. Even when they, they've made at least two comebacks, like, yeah. where they've reformed, and even then, like, they, they've released songs that maybe haven't been such a big hit, but I really liked. And they always look cool, I think. So anyway, yeah. that's a good, that's good. I'm glad to see them at number one, because I can tell you, the rest of this chart, and in 1998, I was 23, mm. and probably thought I was still quite with it. But this this was a very strange transitional period for the charts because Britpop had ended not long before and there was nothing that... There wasn't really a scene or a sound that replaced it. 
in the charts. And so yeah. what we've got here is a lot of fucking weird kind of synthetic pop music that um, quite commercialised and a lot of the bands I'm looking at thinking, I don't fucking recognise any of this. It sounds like Chris Morris has made it up. Yeah. Feel it. Tempera featuring Maya. Turn Back Time by Aqua. Stranded by Latricia McNeil. This sounds a bit like Chris Morris has made it up. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the top ten... Normally with these top tens, we'll go, oh, there's five or six really great songs in that, but there's, there's just nothing here. Arsenal are at number nine. It's FA Cup month, obviously. Yeah. Arsenal are there, and then Newcastle are at number 26 with Black and White Army. Um, that must have been You know, in 1992... In 1992, yeah. when Sunderland got to the cup final, I believe that's yeah. the last time Sunderland got to a cup final, is that right? Yeah. To the right. FA Cup final. Yeah. Did Sunderland a release a song then? Uh, yeah. Ain't No Stopping Us Now. What, the McFadden and the Whitehead McFadden and song? Whitehead classic, yeah. Good choice. And, and what was it like? One. Who was the main vocalists um, in the video? I can't even remember, to be honest. I can't remember being, being a video. Who was in um, that team? Who played up front in that team? We had John Byrne up front because he he was on loan to us. The from, Irish bloke. I used to watch him at QPR. He was brilliant. Um, he was on loan to us from fucking hell. Was it Norwich maybe? And he scored in every yeah. round. Yes. In that cup run. I remember and that. And then didn't yeah. score in the final. Yeah. We had him. We had Peter Davenport up front. He used to play for Nottingham Forest. You know, these are like United. 80s throwbacks, aren't they? But well, they, yeah, this was their last Sunderland. hurrah. That's why they yeah. were Sunderland in 92, because yeah. their best times have been in the 80s. I mean, we were a second division team. We were trying to do what we did against Leeds in 73 again. We were trying and to win it, it in the Cro- second division. Malcolm Crosby, was Malcolm he the manager? Crosby was, the, was the caretaker manager. Mm. Yeah, but this isn't the 92 chart we're talking about. This is not 2000. No, but I was just wondering, because you don't... I was thinking you don't really get cup final songs like there used to be. When West Ham yeah. got to the cup final in 2006, I'm pretty sure we didn't have a song. Or if we did, it just disappeared without trace. I mean, I have to say, it? I hate Tottenham, but really, when you think of cup final songs, you always, your mind straightway yeah. goes to Chas and Dave in well, the early 80s, doesn't it? Yeah, the kings of it, aren't they, yeah. Yeah. But they were the best. They were the best. The early 80s was the best time for all football chart songs because there was the good <clears throat> 82 World Cup ones and the Chaz and Dave ones. It was boom maybe, time. Maybe Chaz and Dave killed off the genre because they were so good at it. No one yeah. else could reach those heights. So Yeah. Anyway, so hot stuff. Blah, I don't remember it. I assume it was Ian Wright dicking around. Um, well, the first I mean, decent song we get to is Ray of Light by Madonna at number 12, isn't it? You say that, but I would say How Do I Live by Leanne Rhymes is a great song as well. Can't remember how it it's goes. Radio 2 stable. How do I live without, without you? you. No, I mean, it's, yeah, I it's, know it. It's one of them that's come from the, the world of country. But right. then the world of country is where loads and loads of great pop songs reside, isn't it? Well, Taylor Swift was from country, and that's why yeah. she can't help but write a fucking classic. Every Don't. time she sits down to write one, I can't fucking help it. I sit it's... down and start writing, bam, another classic. Flick me brain at the country mode, and the fucking it's just keep tumbling out. I it's my country background, you see. Fuck it's something it in your blood. Yeah. Yeah, so how do I live? That's a great song. I probably didn't think so at the time. I thought, this is shit. This is very exciting. Um, but but Ray of Light, by Madonna. fucking hell, that's an exciting song. First time you hear yeah. it, you're like, fuck me, yeah. I am excited by this. And her in the video as well, it was all sped up with her going yeah. mental. Yeah. Really good. It wasn't the first single off the album either. I think Frozen was the first one, wasn't it? Which was great. Got a number one, but then Ray of Light came afterwards. And that was like, whoa, this is better. Yeah, wasn't this, this the one like she it? did with some 
with that with like a famous dance music producer and it went really like William Orbit that was it yeah it was wasn't it yeah that whole album she did with him yeah very sort of dancey I mean all did, her music I suppose you'd say is dancey but it used to be see, disco pop and it went you, a bit more clubby did you see that she's written and is going to direct her own autobiographical film fucking <laughs> hell that's amazing <laughs> how good's that going to be it's going to be that incredible can't feel. That can't feel because it'll either be genuinely amazing or it'll be just mental, and it'll be amazing I like for that it reason when, as well. I, I was you'd be so excited if Madonna published an autobiography like Elton John did. Yeah, but she she's going to do this instead. She pops up in other people's memoirs, most memorably Nile Rogers. Yeah, um, couple of she times. Came first, his flat. Well, she knocks around his flat when he makes more like a virgin for her, despite being Heineken. addicted to booze and cocaine. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll make Heineken. your album, man. I thought of a song called Like a Virgin. <laughs> um, and then he also ruins her birthday party one year as well by being too off his face. So what? she makes good cameos in other people's stories. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. Number 17, there's the Run DMC versus Jason Nevins. It's like that. I mean, that was that had been to number one. That was on its way down the chart. That was a great track. This track, was a good one. Are we calling the tracks track. now? Is that where we're well, at? Well, 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 that was just a Run DMC track that, yeah. that this yeah. guy, what's he called? Jason Nevins. Jason Nevins. Jason Nevins got his hands on it. And fucked he did a little bit. bit of jiggery pokery with it and then thought, fuck just, it, I'm not going to just put the Jason Nevins remix I'm gonna yeah. like it. I'm gonna sort of implicate myself in a more meaningful yeah. way by actually yeah. doing verses, Jason mm-hmm. Nevins. Verses. I, I think that that uh, originally it had been Jason Nevins remix brackets quite small, and he thought, no, fuck that. I want a bit bigger than that. So then he said, can we do with Jason Nevins? And Randy mm-hmm. MC had said. No, bollocks. What do you mean with? It's not a fucking duet. We're not talking. This is not Elton John and Kiki D, dickhead. This is yeah. not a duet. This is a song we recorded years ago, and you've just put yeah. some a bigger sounding beat behind it, right? Yeah, exactly. So he's gone. All right, all right. I've got to think of something new. All and right, then he calm down, Ron DMC. Fucking right. calm down. It was just an idea. Jesus. I was I'm just spitballing. I'm fucking spitballing, aren't I? This is how creativity happens. I would have thought you lads would know about that. Yeah. Fuck me. I didn't realise you were so fucking touchy. I'm trying to give you a fucking hit here. Trying to put some money in your pocket. This is a song everyone's fucking forgotten about this, you know. So I fucking started fucking about with it. The original version leaves a lot to be desired. I think I fucking give it a bit of hit potential. But I brought it into the modern age, is what I've done. So yeah, then they ended up versing each other, didn't they? So he's he's come up with the concept of verses, which at the Mm. time, I have to say, I thought to myself, this is going to be the new thing. Versus, mm. this is how people are going to start saying it. It sounds cool, yeah. sounds hip, sounds urban, and it sounds edgy, mm-hmm. doesn't it? 
Um, Just... Like there's conflict involved. And there was in the video, there was a sensational, one of the best dance-offs I've ever seen. Yeah, I can still vividly um, imagine some of the moves that were being used. It was a boy versus girl dance-off. Mm. In a disused multi-story car park, I think. Yeah, possibly uh, the one where they film Get Carter in Gear Two. And possibly, yeah, and and oh, here's an interesting fact for movie and pop fans. Yeah, the one that they used in Get Carter in Gateshead yeah. is also where Michael Jackson filmed the video for Bad when he is the leader of oh. a street gang. Yes, that's true. Yeah, because he was the leader of a Gateshead street gang in that's, that. That's um, absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it might be the same for this as well. I think it probably is. Um, so yeah, um, so the verses. I mean, back then the the advent of feet was coming in, wasn't it? The short for featuring, but yeah. uh, Nevins Nevins went for the verses. Someone, I think he um, thought featuring wasn't good enough for him. No. But verses never took off after this. I've never seen it again. Never seen it before or since. Um, yeah, I mean, there was. The, the, I just saw a thing on on Twitter earlier today. It was a mate of mine there, a fella called Ian Weird, who's a massive pop fan, and he's uh, he's kicking off at um, who is it? Where is he? Yeah, uh, there's a new Donna Summer single come out, which is Kaigo. Have you heard of Kaigo? No. He's a Norwegian DJ type. Uh, music producer and the new singer you know Donna Summer's Hot Stuff yeah very famous song big hit big hit from um, The Full Monty as well exactly that Mm. and Kygo has released um, Hot Stuff and it's by Kygo with Donna Summer oh no cheeky fucking cunt is this what we've come to I think it is it, and I she mean, and it, and he didn't and she died not that long ago. She's dead. She can't even. And he fucking risen. at the moment he heard, he thought, right, right. activate I'm, plan forty three. I'm remixing hot stuff, and I'm just giving her a with credit on it. He was sat. He was in the kitchen doing his washing up with the radio on, thinking, yeah. fucking, hell, I just need an opportunity. Mm. I just need something to. I just I need, need a, God to throw something in my lap, right? Something to get this fucking blessed. DJing career up and running once and for all. Give it a kickstart. Get me student hey. loan paid off. Then the radio goes, this is the news. Queen of disco, Donna Summer, known yeah. for songs such as Hot Stuff, Out of the Full Monty and other songs, <laughs> is dead. He's gone. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's a sign there from God. Thank you, God. Just what yeah. I need. And he's redone Hot Stuff. I mean, he's, he might have remixed it. I don't know, I haven't heard it. But it's just, it's Kygo with Donna Summer. Unbelievable. Cheeky, cheeky fucker. So that's where we're at. And Jason Nevins played his part in that, didn't he? He yeah. kind of helped orchestrate all that shit with his uh, Run DMC collaboration. Whatever so, next. Whatever next, mate. I mean, actions. If, we were, if we were, you know, more unscrupulous than we are, we could mm. pick any greats. We could go fucking... T- Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson featuring Prince, right? Yeah, we 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 could try. We could try. I don't it. Know if we've got the balls to pull it off, but we yeah. wouldn't do it because we've got not. too much respect. Not like fucking Kygo, whoever he is. But uh, we could do it to someone that we didn't respect. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like Kygo, it leaves it. It leaves a yeah. What about Sam and Andy featuring Kygo? 
Yeah. See how you like to taste your own medicine, Kygo, you dickhead. <laughs> so there. So that's Run DMC. Uh, mm. Just a quick mention of the Blue Tones of 29. I think the Blue Tones are one of the most underrated groups of uh, recent years. They got lumped in with the Britpop thing, but I think their songwriting is miles better than most well, of Well, that they, yeah, but, you know, people always say, oh, I've got lumped in with Britpop. Listen, right. First of all, it's cool to sneer at Britpop these days, but Britpop was actually really good because there was a was lot it? of alter- alternative sort of sounds and people that were in the chart. It's better than a lot of the shit in this chart, yeah. right? Well, I'm look- we're looking at the- this chart's kind of got the fag end of Britpop in it. It's got uh, Pure Essence in there. It's got, uh, it was the other one I saw, um, Shed Sevens back in there going in at number 18. So, mm. uh, you know, a people lot of People always stuff- say, oh, Shed Sevens, Shed Sevens. Thing is, right? This music five minutes before Britpop happened, and five minutes mm. after it happened, this was mostly the stuff of you know fucking obscure people with obscure tastes, right? Uh, outsiders. Well, shed seven. Yeah, shed seven. Right? Look like the sort of kids who aren't getting into the fucking school disco, much less the local nightclub. Mm, if you go yeah. back pre-Britpop, if you go to nineteen ninety-three, pre-Bit. Britpop, right? They're sat at home with no mates, fucking yeah. strumming their guitars, listening to whatever the fuck it was they listened to. Then they had five minutes of fame, right? And now yeah. they'd be ridiculed forevermore. Yeah. But so, so you know, it's like it wasn't it wasn't that bad. There was a lot of people who sort of took pleasure from it. Are you and casting it was be- them as pioneers? No, I'm not saying they're pioneers <laughs> at all. I'm saying that I'm not saying there was a lot of bands like in any scene that weren't the best. But you know, it was like a it was a moment where some bands who were sort of independently minded and not mm. sort of, you know, generic it did become generic because record companies ended up only signing bands of that nature. But yeah. if you look at the blue tones, the blue tones, they all they go, Well, well we got lumped in that. They all loved it, they embraced it. Reason this is on my mind is I read the uh book by the guitarist from Pulp. Right? Right who was sort of um, an interesting guy, and he left Pulp at the height of their fame. So just after, he'd been in them, and he'd sort of been the guy who held them together, right? Oh, is this Russell Senior? Yeah, right. The violinist. Yeah, the violinist and guitarist. And he'd what? sort of been the guy The guy who sort of, was. I think he was the older member of the band, certainly like the yeah. one who kind of took it upon himself to be their de facto manager. And obviously they've been going since the 80s, struggling, getting nowhere. They thought their chance was long gone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, thanks to Britpop, right, they suddenly, you know, they, they thought their, their big chance was years in the past. They were just carrying on because they had nothing better to do, but they thought they were going to be a hit in the 80s, right, mm. off the back of the other big 80s Sheffield bands. Then they suddenly get this opportunity and uh, and Russell Senior, in a way that in the book, which has good and bad things about it, he fails to sufficiently explain, in my opinion. After okay. all these years of struggle and t- and toil and frustration, they have a monster, monster hit in the album mm. Different Class, and he almost immediately leaves the band once that that once that's yeah. become a hit. So. He, he goes through all the bad years and then lo- and then leaves willingly. It's not like he didn't realise it was going to be big. It becomes a hit. They become superstars chased by people everywhere they go. And he goes, oh, fuck this. I'm going back to being a sort of second-hand kind of antiques market stall dealer in Sheffield. Right. 
fair enough. But he does talk a lot about how bands just became in the Britpop era suddenly like record companies went into a frenzy of signing anyone. But the Blue Tones, like all of them, embraced it because they thought this will get us a deal and get us on the cover of um, the NME and sell us some records. So they all got the haircut yeah. and the anoraks specifically to, to cash in on it. Well, kind of, but what I'm saying is that they had more longevity about them and more skill and art about them than the likes of Shed 7 did. Yeah. The Blue Tones, uh, like the Blue Tones better than Shed really 7. Maybe. I got the album that had the slight return, their big hit on, because I, yeah. I really like that song. Well, that's a good song. And I bought it in our price in Brighton, and I took it home and I listened to it twice, and I didn't like any song other than Slight Return. I fucking took it back, mate. Did you? And did they, <laughs> did they give you a refund or an exchange? Or a I, I, I only wanted an exchange. I can't remember right. what I exchanged it for. Well, usually when I do an exchange in a situation like that, because I feel felt that my fingers had been burnt by trying something, mm. I would always go back and get like a classic album, album or a best of. Yeah, just fucking give us whatever Shed Seven, whatever the latest whatever Shed Seven else is. is. Fucking popular this week. I'll have that. Yeah. I'll jump on that fucking bandwagon. Whatever. No, I think I would have got an old album probably to play it safe. That's what I did right. when I was that age. So I by the doors. Yeah, I was. I would be simultaneously trying to build up. You know, the classics. <sighs> it's uh, fucking expensive business being into music when you were that age because you're trying to build up a back catalogue whilst yeah. also trying to keep up to date. And CDs were costing you ten ninety nine a pop, even well, exactly. in the mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck was it possible? No idea. No idea. Mm. Right, well, there we go. So we've established the Blue Tones are better than Chef 7. I'm pleased about that. Uh, f- there's, there's fuck all else in this chart I want to talk about, Sam. In this book, talking of generic indie bands, one interesting story he says in order to sort of illustrate how it became like that, Mm. he was, I mean, this might be a well-known story. It wasn't to me. But menswear were known to be a band who were like a silly band who almost represented the hubris of Britpop, right? Because they weren't in prop band. But he actually says that they used to drink in that pub in Camden called The Good Mixer where all the, you know, all the Britpop bands used to drink. And they were shooting a video for one of their singles, Pulp. And they needed some cool-looking kids to be in the background Mm. dancing or something. And one of the lads in the pub who just hung around with them and who they were just matey with and used to have a pint with, that he was dispatched to go down the road in Camden and sort of, like, get a load of kids who were dressed sort of a bit like him to be in Mm. the background of the video. So he said, all right. So he came back with a few of his mates and the woman from the record company looked at them all, stood together and said, you lot are great. You should be in a band yourselves. You look exactly like a great <laughs> band. And that was how men's, menswear were fucking formed. Was it like that Kit Kat advert? You can't sing, you can't dance, you look yeah. awful. You'll go a long way. It was like that, exactly. <laughs> but he went, and then Russell, what's his name? He goes, yeah, I felt really bad for them because they were nice lads, actually. We were mates with them, but because the story got out that they'd been signed for a bigger advance than us or any other band had been signed yeah. for, there was so much resentment and they were insulted everywhere they went. I mean, it was really bad. In fact, they got beaten up a couple of times. For being menswear. Fucking hell. It's a bit strong. Fucking hell. Well, Mind you, go. I could imagine you wanting to beat up Red Hot Chili Peppers, such as your sort of animosity um, towards them. I'd, I'd probably poison them. If you saw Anthony Kiedis in Sunderland Mm. just walking down the street, maybe he was Mm. going to that weird Polish shop where I had 
yeah, like the unfortunate incident for some pig's milk, right? If you saw him in there, coming out of there with a pint of pig's milk, yeah, hey, hey, there's fucking Kedis from the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. What would you say to him? Would it be like that time when I encountered Damon Albarn at the cash point the day after the Britpop war? I lost no. my bottle that day, didn't I? No, no, I wouldn't say anything to him. Would you? I've got nothing to prove. You've got, I've got nothing to say to you, Kedis. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that to him. I've got nothing to prove. I've got no point to prove. I've made my feelings on red hot chili peppers known and clear, and I've got I've got no reason to follow them up with anything. It's just, almost just, like if he's just, got something to say, if right, he's, yeah, if he's got something to say to you, if yeah, he's, if he's heard, got a beef, he you've needs been to bad mouthing him. He needs to come to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you, Andy Dawson. I've been looking go, for you. Used to go by the handle Profanity Swan on Twitter. <laughs> He got a few things to say about my rock outfit. I've been peppers. wandering around Sunderland looking for you today. I've been looking in uh, this this here Polish shop. I've been looking <laughs> in the shelter charity shop because I know you sometimes <laughs> look at the vinyl in there. I I got a picture here. Hey, uh, excuse me, sorry to interrupt, Polish woman. Do you know of a local businessman and entrepreneur called Andrew Dawson? Yes, I see man round here. He often looking at records in charity shop across the street. Try there. Okay, I will. Thank you, ma'am. Here's ten bucks. No, you keep your money. <laughs> no, I insist. <laughs> you insult me. Get out. Okay. No. He's got you outside the shop, and he's right, gone like yeah. this. He's not got. He's not manhandled you, but he's gone. Hey, buddy. Mm. What's your goddamn problem, man? We're just mm. trying to make a living. We're just trying to express ourselves the only way we know how. Where's all this hate coming from, man? What'd you say? Mm, I'd probably say, um, oh, oh, I think I think I've been misinterpreted a little bit. I just, I just said that I wasn't all, I wasn't particularly a fan of your work, but you know I respect your right to do it, and I respect the fact you've had such success over the years. I have to go now. I have a heart complaint. Something and like you know what, Kalis would say, go, okay, dude, don't sweat it, but just remember, man. I'm just a human being like everyone else. Yeah. And when I read mean words about the stuff I've been... I, I'm not saying I'm a goddamn genius, you know, but where I come from, man, rock and roll was the only way out. So I just did whatever I could do with my guitar and my buddies, man. Um, and you, you should remember that words can really cut people yeah. to the core, po- man. Po- podcasts can cause pain. Think about that next time you you feel like unburdening yourself. I think it says more about you than it does about me and the rest of the guys in the band. Yeah, uh, and that's why I came all the way here from California to Sunderland to find you. And I've also started a campaign that I've got a lot of my celebrity buddies involved in, including Charlize Theron and uh, the guy who plays the Hulk in the Avengers movies. <laughs> right, And the guy that played the Hulk in the TV series. Him too. And we're all wearing these T-shirts. Can you see what they say? Podcast cause pain. No. <laughs> Think. It stops now. <laughs> Stop. Think. Podcast. <laughs> hey, man, I'd appreciate it if you wore this, okay, and spread the word in the podcasting community. There's a lot of people, a lot of my famous buddies who've really been causing a lot of problems and anxiety by podcasts just like yours. This top flight tune machine. Yeah, I hear you going on about how much you like the house martins, man. But what about us? What about us and Queen and NXS, the bands that you hate on? 
I've also got some silicon wristbands. There's 50 of them here in this bag. I want you to wear one. It's this podcast cause pain. Hand them out to some of your friends as well. Just, just, I'm just trying to raise awareness, Andy. Sorry, Mr. Chili Pepper. Hey, man. There's some good come out of this. One of the other reasons I'm in the north of England is that later I'll be meeting the guy who's the lead singer of Shed 7. Uh, he and I, we never knew each other before, but since this campaign started, we've realized we're kindred spirits because we've both together. been victims of your acid tongue. And so I mean him. I mean him for, on a single. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a charity single to raise funds for podcast cars pain. And we're bringing together a bunch of other celebrities who you've hated on. People have been bullied on podcasts in the past. Yeah. And I tell you who else is there. We're doing a song together, right? It's, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a cover version of Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon <laughs> and Garfunkel, right? And so far, we're hoping to get all the great signed up. But so far, we have managed to bring together myself, Rick Witter from Shed Seven, and Jake Humphreys, the fantastic sports newscaster from BT Sport. He's doing it too because he's been caused a lot of pain by your podcast. He, also, he can't actually sing, but he's going to recite a little poem <clears throat> in the middle eight. Uh, I've also, uh, my people are also in contact with Pele. Pele says that he wants to sing a verse on the song. <laughs> we got in touch with Roger Taylor out of Queen, made him aware of the stuff you've done about him, but he thought it was okay. Yeah. Man, he hey, thought man, it was it's, no pro- it's no problem. The guys are just having a bit of fun. Uh, to be honest, I think they've captured my character pretty damn yeah. well. Better than they did in that shitty film about Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> I Let like the to guys think that have their fun, man. I like to think even though I'm a big star, I can, you know, laugh at myself now and again. And that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> well, yeah. you'd be like, well, I think it's a bit much recording a charity single <laughs> to respond uh, to mine and Sam's. Because we are just having a laugh, generally. But I can see it's got to you. And all I can yeah. say is, I will cease and desist. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm not, I now feel prepared for that. Should it happen? And it might. Who's that so, buddy you got on the podcast with you? Why do they call him Fish Cake? I don't <laughs> like that guy either. He says some pretty mean things too. Oh no! Keep him out of it. Keep him out of it. He didn't say anything wrong. Yeah, he's very delicate. He's not robust like me. <laughs> this is the last thing he needs. And don't be calling him Fish Cake either. You'll, you'll have his mum on to you. <laughs> He already has trouble sleeping. Leave him, anyway. Leave him out with this. I've sent Flea down to London to look for this fish cake guy. He's hot on his trail. Uh, and let me tell you, Flea never wears a shirt. He'll be walking around bar- Barnes with his tattoos and his abs out. <laughs> well, there you go. I think that's it for this chart. Uh, we've got more over than I thought, considering it's such a fucking mess. But there we are. Uh, we'll be it's back a with shit another chart, but it's a shit at least chart. we got to fantasize about Anthony Kiedis trying to get revenge on Andy. <laughs> we did. That's the main thing, and that's what we're all about. Uh, be about, a fresh Ads. chart again in a couple of weeks, so look out for that. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, TTFN decades. TTFN.
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.